Welcome back to But Why the Podcast, the podcast we talk about the things in pop culture that people say matter, and we ask the question, but why though? Today is episode two in our Star Wars special, where we are celebrating The Last Jedi and everything Star Wars in this beautiful month of December. As always, I'm your host, Kate, and I'm here with Adrian. Hey, how's it going? And our awesome special guests from the Game Boys podcast and recurring guest, Alex Paterno. Hey, what's up? And new guest, Ryan Kapiowski. Did I say that right? You did. Hi. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you guys for coming on real quickly. If you all want to give us a rundown of what you do over at Game Boys. So Game Boys is a podcast on Goombastomp.com, and it is all about co-op and multiplayer gaming. Ooh, so Star Wars games fit in really nicely there. Uh, you know, a few, actually. You'd be surprised. <laughs> Not any We've recent ones. <laughs> so this leads us into what we're talking about today, Star Wars games. And the guru of Star Wars games himself for this podcast, Adrian's going to be leading this. So take the controller and the lightsaber and lead us on this journey. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so we have quite a bit of stuff to cover, and I'm sure a lot of it's going to get talked about. And because there's a, you know, like kind of like when we talked about the Star Wars books in our first episode of this Star Wars special, like there is a lot of stuff to go over. And we're probably not going to get to everything, but we're going to do our best to get to everything and have some good conversation along the way. So we are going to do our intro question, as we always do. Uh, what is your first Star Wars game you played, if you remember? And what is your favorite Star Wars game overall? Kate? Yeah, so my favorite Star Wars game is actually going to be the Force Unleashed series like as a whole. Um, they're pretty short and they're really easy to play through fast. But if you take your time and achievement hunt like I did in them, it really gives you a really great story and probably one of my favorite characters, Starkiller. Um, I don't really know how big this is in the Star Wars fandom for people liking it. Um, I don't care because Starkiller is awesome and that guy plays a vampire and being human and I've pretty much followed his career after that motion cap he did for that game. Um, although it is also my favorite because it gave me the heartbreaking moment where I got the achievement for killing 100 Wookiees. Oh, on Kashyyyk. That, that's rough. And it was terrible. <laughs> um, and then right now, actually, uh, I that was my first Star Wars video game. And then it's also my favorite. But we did just spend the entire day playing Star Wars The Old Republic right now. Uh, Matt and myself and Ryan even joined in for a little bit of fun. Yeah, it was great. Cool, Ryan, you want to go next? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my first one, I believe, was Galactic Battlegrounds, which was kind of like a real-time strategy. Like, imagine Age of Empires, uh, but with a Star Wars like flavor to it. Uh, I absolutely love this game. I put in way too many hours on the PC. Uh, and then my favorite, hands down, Knights of the Old Republic. That story, it just resonated with me. And ever since then, I've become a huge fan of what Bioware does. Great. Alex? Yeah, so I think the first Star Wars video game that I ever touched was Super Star Wars on SNES. I think the first one I ever actually beat was Obi-Wan on Xbox. But my favorite is got to be the original Star Wars Battlefront 2 on Xbox. Awesome. Like, I, I sunk nice. an ungodly amount of time into that game. 
you and me both, brother. Uh, I think so. The first Star Wars game that I played, um, that I like remember actually playing through because my uncle had like all these Star Wars games, like he had, um, you know, like Shadows of the Empire on the 64 and like Masters of the mm-hmm. Terracazi on like PlayStation One. But the one that I remember playing the most, um, and really playing through was Knights of the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was great. I really, really love Nice Little Republic. I love Nice Little Republic too, as well. And we'll kind of get into some of like the great things that go into those games. Um, as much as I like though that that series, I have to say, encompassing like all video games, Star Wars Galaxies has to be my favorite Star Wars game. Uh, it's one of my favorite MMOs in general. Period. Um, if there's a sound clip out there somewhere of uh, oh, there it is, there yeah. is. Yeah, it's if it's, it's great game. On Twitter, you got that. <laughs> I picked up Star Wars Galaxies as a little kid, and it was like one of those games that I was like just young enough that I was like, oh, I'm, I'm I want this, and I didn't look at like the back to see if I had a PC that could even run it. Yeah. And so I picked up this game. I set up like all the stuff for it, and then I like tried to install it, and it's like, oh no, you can't do this. <laughs> no. You're not even gonna be able to no, I was this. so just like, well, that was money uh, well spent, I guess. Yeah, I was super lucky that like my uncle who got me into um, you know PC gaming and things like that, like he picked up for me. That was the first MMO I ever played, um, and everything was great. And then they ruined it, and then I was sad. Uh, but <laughs> before I start crying, yeah, <laughs> it's out there. We'll we'll repost it when this goes live. Um, so we'll go through some brief history. Like I said before, we're coming on like close to forty years of video game history for Star Wars games. So there is a lot. When you take into account, you know, back in the day, you know, DOS games all the way to handheld games and everything in between. So when I go through this, you know, brief history, we're going to hit some of the, like the high points and some of the big games. Um, Alex and Ryan, if I figure, if I leave any games out that you want to quickly talk about, you have fond memories of, feel free to go go through it. Um, but I think I, I think I hit most of the big ones. But right. like I said, there's a whole bunch, so we'll we'll hit as many as we can. There's so, a, what's that? What's that one you dug up, Ryan? Bombad Racer. Oh. <laughs> Which I've I've only seen the box art and I hate it. I hate it so much. Oh, are we counting arcade games? We better be because because uh, I, I played that pod. I, I played that pod racing game whenever because like we used to do uh, like I, I don't know like I feel like it's a total Mexican thing. Like everybody's birthday in San Antonio was always at Peter Piper Pizzas hmm. for every birthday for every kid in every family I knew. <laughs> That was what you did, and they had the pod racing game there. And I probably spent almost all my tokens playing that game. Wait, was that? Played- it's the one where you like sat on like the speed the speedster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, was that in, an arcade, arcade version of the Nintendo sixty four one? I don't Basically. know. Okay, yeah, I, I have no clue. Yeah. I just know that I have got you- to sit on the freaking speedster, and I lost like my absolute like collective crap. Oh yeah, as, <laughs> a, no, I, as, that as a child, happened. that would have been my response because. Well, for me personally, the pod racing sequence is overly long in Phantom Menace, and I don't like it in the movie. As a concept, I'm into it. If Disney wanted to do a sports movie about a pod racing circuit, I would watch it, right? Like, if they just did, like, some, like, gritty sports movie about some underdog race team, and it's just set on, like, underground pod racing circuits, like Fast and the Furious, if they can get Vin Diesel and The Rock (laughs) in it, playing aliens who are pod racers, I will watch the hell out of that movie. Adrian, as, as our resident Fast and the Furious, like, super fan. Uh, only if Tyrese is there. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I didn't. They, they have modified land speeders instead of Honda Civics. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be so fun! Copyright um, that and send that script to Lucasfilm. Somebody's gonna make that. Somebody has oh, to. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, so inherently, I didn't include the arcade games because some of them are just basically like they just ripped the console game and just put it into yeah, a thing. Sure. I will say, though, I don't know, Katie, if you've gone to Dave & Buster's in the last couple of years, but like their new Star Wars thing where they put you like in a big bubble. In your yes. Big, like in a thing. That thing is amazing. And it like yeah. I went there for the first like time to an arcade that had one and it actually kind of made me sick. Uh, oh, I was I like, oh, there is so much going on right now. And I think I was on like Hoth and I was just like, I can't do this. I just can't. Oh, it made me <laughs> sick, but I enjoyed every minute of that sickness. Yeah, I, I unshamelessly pushed kids out of the way to, to get my turn in there. <laughs> uh, okay. So, so for the history, you know, the first like Star Wars game that I could find was in 1978 on the Apple computer. They produced an unlicensed Star Wars game on a cassette tape for the Apple II. And you were basically just a space pilot, and you were just destroying TIE fighters in first person on a heads-up display. Um, also, side note, I'm also only 24. So I really didn't start playing any of these games until, like, the late 90s. So if anyone played them sooner, or if I leave games out from, like, <laughs> the 70s through the 80s, that's, that is why. Um, so 1982 through 1988, Atari releases a bunch of games based on the original trilogy. So... Um, like games titled like uh, just just titled like A New Hope or Empire Strikes Back, games like Jedi Arena and things like that. And then into the '90s, we start getting some of the NES games. One of the ones that Alex mentioned is probably one of the biggest ones on the NES, which was uh, Super Star Wars trilogy. So you basically went through the first three movies um, in kind of like a 16-bit scroller. Um, I played that a few years ago, actually, like for the first time. Um, on like the remastered thing for the PS4, I so I did play it back on the NES. How was it on the NES, Alex? Uh, I re- or was it NES or was it Super Nintendo? I thought it was NES. Oh, that I might not have played that one. I think I only played it on Super Nintendo. I remember also playing at some point a Game Boy port of a Star Wars game that was from a yep. Nintendo console, and on Game Boy it was like, why did you do this? Like this, <laughs> this, exactly. this is too ambitious of a game to put on this tiny of a screen. Yeah, I played a Star Wars game on the Game Boy, and it was impossibly hard. I think I made it to the Death Star twice and escaping the Death Star once before I died. And then I would have to start over and I probably put in 10 hours. Honestly, the, the trench run is the only part of a Star Wars game that I could see working on Game Boy. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've totally excluded uh, console gaming from this history because they I remember playing them like on the Game Boy as a kid and they were absolutely terrible. And now you yeah. mentioned, I think it is the Super NES, so you are right. You okay. are right there and I'm thinking about gotcha. it. Um, but I remember playing because I they came out with like a remastered version on the PS4, and I had a oh, buddy nice. about it. Um, and it's not too bad. I, I enjoyed it. I can I can imagine like that being good on that Super NES. Um, yeah, you know. So, um, overall in the '90s, mostly early '90s and into like the late '90s, you see a big shift away from the movies almost entirely for like the really popular games. And I think yeah. a lot of this has to do with the expanded universe taking off in the, the literature form of star Wars. And of course we just didn't have the prequels yet. So some of the big games, like in 1993, you have X wing 1994, you have probably one of the biggest um, games in the early nineties, tie fighter where you just shoot stuff. And it was great. Um, That game sounds really freaking familiar. 
Like, I'm yeah. pretty sure I saw my cousin playing that as a kid. Yeah. You might have seen him playing on the Mac, Macintosh or, or the DOS. No. no? Okay. Well, no. that's where we're with that first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so 1995, you have uh, Dark Forces, yes. where you play first person as Kyle Katarn, and that kind of spawns um, one of my favorite series of, um, you know, the Jedi Knight series, which is great. And that's kind of like, when if you've listened to the our books episode, this is kind of where we start getting to the expanded universe stuff where they kind of go off with characters you're never gonna see in the movies, but you kind of get to see that different perspective. You get to see all the stuff that happens after and all that stuff. So it's really, really great. Um nineteen ninety six, Shadows of the Empire on on sixty four basically bridges um a story gap between episode five and episode six. So just more expanded universe stuff. Yeah, and, that's a whole big multimedia project. Yeah. Yeah. And then 1997, you probably have like one of the more more obscure Star Wars games, Masters of the Terrakazi, on PlayStation. Never 1. heard of it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a fighting game. <laughs> oh, okay, oh go wow. on. Yeah, uh, its graphics are terrible, but you do get like a bunch <laughs> of the main characters fighting in it. But you also get expanded universe char- characters like Mara Jade and uh, Judo Cast in it. Ooh. So Ooh. you do oh, get some cool. stuff in it. Um, Is there a remaster out there? There should be, like, I mean, I, I guess either do a remaster or just port more characters into Soul Calibur, like we were talking about earlier oh, yeah, before we started right. recording. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, my uncle had it, and I thought it was cool seeing, like, these characters I'd never seen before, and that kind of helped me read more into, like, oh, who is Mari Jade? Who's Judo Cast? Like, let's read more about these characters. So it's a good little bridge gap um, of from games to expanded universe literature. Cool. So then you have the 2000s to 2010s, which I think is like the best time for Star Wars video games, in my opinion. Um, of course, with the prequels coming out, you have lots of games based on the prequels. Mm-hmm. But some of the biggest games in this in this you know this time frame kind of goes back to that 90s um, that 90s flavor of just doing expanded universe stuff and not necessarily like you playing as Anakin uh, choking out Padme kind of like storyline stuff like you play characters completely Wait, is, outside. That actually, is that actually in a game that's very dark i mean yeah. press I'm, I'm, gonna assume, I'm gonna assume it's in the revenge of the sith game because i'm gonna assume it's there do this betting combination to <laughs> to choke your pregnant wife like i mean it hey, was, it was the early 2000s Release at the right time to drop time her on that. the ground yeah oh god uh, man so, yeah yeah, so we'll, we'll go through the decade and we'll, we'll hit some of the big ones. So like I mentioned earlier, for 1995, Dark Forces came out, which is basically an FPS game. Um, the Star Wars Jedi Knight series is basically like an expansion off of the Dark Forces games. And you basically get to run around as a Jedi Knight with like expanded universe characters. Um, it's one of the first games that I played and it was great. Like that's the first game where I felt like I'm, I'm a Jedi. I'm killing people. I'm going through the motions. I'm becoming a Jedi. This is great. Um, and there's a few games in that series um, that I really, really enjoyed. I went back and played through most of those this past year, and they are still just a blast. That is so good to hear. They need remasters of literally they all. Really of them. do. It, it's literally it's hard to look at them, but uh, once you get into it and you accept that the graphics aren't great, you can have a ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, 2003, 2004, we have Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, which is basically an RPG that takes place about 4,000 years before any of the events of the movies. So you are old school Jedi and Sith battles and things like that. Um, I think this is heralded as one of the best games 
RPGs of all time. Um, this is like Bioware's, you know, hit into the scene. And without, like we talked about in our Bioware episode, like without this game specifically, I don't know if we would ever have anything like Mass Effect or anything like that because mm-hmm. of how great this game was. Yeah, this is on, I think, my like top 10 list of all time. Yeah, I agree there for sure. Um, I I go back and replay each one of these at least once a year just because it's so 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 good. And some of the people on this on this episode need to go back and play it. It <laughs> is it is one of the only <laughs> games that I have installed on my computer right now, and I'm going to play it. Yeah, I really need to play it. It's super super good. Um, and then we have in 2003, Star Wars Galaxies comes out, which is a sandbox. MMORPG for the PC, which is set in the time of basically like around the original trilogy. So you have like, as like NPCs, Darth Vader's and things like that inside of the game, but you're basically your own person. So if you want to go be a dancer and dance in a cantina all day, you can be the best damn dancer in a cantina that there is. Um, They just made everything in that game super hard and I really, really liked it. Like there was barely any Jedi's running around in that game. And if I keep talking about it, I'm just going to get, like, really upset. Because then they changed everything to make it easy. And then they ruined the game. It was such a good, 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 good game. Um, They used to have, like, a, uh, like, illegal port of it. But then they shut it down. So I don't know if there's anywhere even to play the original game anymore. But if there is, at me on Twitter so I can find it and go be a (laughs) bounty hunter again. I got that. So, and then 2004, 2005, you have the Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2, not to be confused with the current Battlefronts 1 and 2, but the old school, the good one. Can we talk uh, about that with, as, a, as a naming choice? Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad, right? It's terrible. It's so terrible. Like, why, like, did, why you did you not that? name it Inferno Squad? Like, that could have yeah. easily been the name for Battlefront 2. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, also... Uh, Oh, I was going to say, like, I actually think this is my first game, Battlefront 2 on, yeah. Um, on, I th- yeah, I th- I, on Xbox, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think I really that's like my it. first Star Wars game, in all honesty. I don't remember much because I don't think I liked it, and I don't think I played a lot of it, but we also, like, I don't, we didn't have an Xbox for that long, like an original okay. Xbox. Yeah. Like, we got it, like, at the tail end of when they were phasing it out. Um, So, like, I had a I had a PlayStation and then no console until the Xbox at the very end. And then I had like the other one. Gotcha. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. other co-host and I put in, oh, just way too much time into these games. Like we yeah. went through the Galactic <laughs> Conquest at least 50 times just because it was so much fun. We got to the point where we would play on Kashyyyk and we would kill all of our teammates. And then it would be two against the entire enemy army. And we would just play that. <laughs> Oh that's my gosh. unreal <laughs> but yeah, yeah that like i liked it because yeah there was galactic conquest which was just like here's the galaxy move your fleets around take people out space battles planet battles they might take your planet and then you have to take it back like that was fun then there was the there was two story modes i think to cover both the prequel era and the original trilogy era in battlefront 2 and well, i really just took you that. through the whole thing like you start off as like a clone yeah trooper, and then you kind of transition throughout the entire like six movies into like the 501st Vader's Fist thing, which I love. That's one of my favorite campaigns of like right. all time. Yeah. Because the voice so acting in it is great and you kind of see like the clone perspective in that in that transition. You're not you're mm-hmm. not playing as Darth Vader. You're not playing as Luke. You're playing as just a, you know, faceless trooper. Oh, yeah. Which speaking so of where does Republic Commando fall on this timeline? 
Republic Commando comes out in 2005, actually, like right. In oh, the okay. Because yeah, yeah, I I didn't own that one, but I remember renting it several times. Because oh, I'm it old. is good. Uh, I love. Really good. I yeah. love Star Wars Republic Commando. Um, for those not familiar um, with it, listeners and Kate included, I don't know if you've if you've heard of this one. No. Uh, it's a first person shooter where basically you play as a leader of a commando unit during the Clone Wars. So you basically do missions like basically like on Geonosis. And you're like leading a team, kind of like uh, like Rainbow Six style, kind of sorta. And it is just good. Like that's you, awesome. It's it's so good. Yeah. It's such it's a so good game. Fun. I remember fighting against one of like the big spider droids and running yeah. out of ammo and being there with my my little pistol and being like, I don't know how I'm gonna do this, but I'm gonna sit here and figure yeah. this out. Yeah, yeah. Because because the way they do it, like you're you do it from the perspective of like you are a um you know you are a trooper versus these super battle droids you're not like you know a jedi slicing through them like you actually have to tactically yeah. fight it's like kind of like how you have like in the star wars clone wars uh series you know kind of like how rex and all of them would fight these these battle droids it's basically kind of like how it is yeah um i haven't played it in years so i don't know if i remember, graphics, I remember you, as I, a kid the graphics were amazing I played it not long ago because, like I said, I played through a lot of it as a kid renting it, never quite beat it, bought it as an adult for like $2, and the graphics weren't terrible. And I remember yeah. it's you play as the commander, and then you can command uh, Demolitions, Sharpshooter, mm -hmm. and Technician. Is that the yeah. last one? Yeah. Yeah, and so you're like, okay, you blow up that wall, you post up over there and shoot anyone who comes our way, and then you just have to like figure out what to do to keep everybody alive. Uh, That's really yeah. cool. I really, really enjoyed it. Like every time that I played it, I'm like, oh yeah, this is a really fun game. I've just never made it a point to play through the like like last couple missions of it. Oh, oh you need to go on Steam. Oh, you need to go back and I, I know you're playing Knights of the Old Republic too, but like you need to go back and play those I last to, couple missions yeah, of that Republic game. Because the last couple yeah. missions of Night of the Republic Commando are super good. Yeah. Super good. Like story-wise, you know what happens, you know plot twists, stuff like that. Just really works. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to go back and actually finish that one up. Uh, also, in two thousand five, we get probably one of the things that's kind of like lasted throughout this entire time from like the two thousands into present day is Lego Star Wars comes out in two thousand five. I didn't know uh, we were counting Lego Star Wars. That's oh, I'm I'm counting Lego so Star good. Wars. Why would you not? It's so good. Well, because like, yeah, when. When we asked about those, I was like, well, let me think about, like, the game games. And then I'm like, but this is a game game now. Now that you're, like, stating it. Because it was it, Lego Star Wars is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. it is so freaking good. Yeah, yeah, I remember I was... series is great. I was babysitting my cousin, and he wanted to play... He was like, come play this game with me. And, I like, I saw that it was Lego Star Wars. And for me, the two rules with video games are if it's based on a toy or a movie, it's probably going to suck. Yeah. And so that was two strikes Accurate. against it. And then I started playing it, and I was like, holy crap, this is actually really fun. I mean, and that summer, like, babysitting him, like, once a week, we played through the entire series. I'm pretty sure LEGO Star Wars launched the entire, like, LEGO yeah, video it did. franchise. Like, it did. Ridiculous. Yeah, and because then I remember he got, like, LEGO Indiana Jones, and it was yeah. okay, but it didn't match up. Like, LEGO Star Wars was on another level. I think just this past year, or maybe... LEGO Harry like, Potter holds up, though. Does yeah. it? Good. We uh, yep. covered... Uh, the Force Awakens Lego game mm -hmm. because like it was a co-op game and so we yeah. covered it on our podcast and I played through it and I was like this is great I love this yeah and then there's uh, Lego Star Wars the Clone Wars I think which I picked up on 3ds at launch and I was like I don't know half of these characters because I haven't watched the show but I love <sighs> this game it's so fun you need to go watch the show 
It's so I have so many shows I'm watching. <laughs> so stop what you're doing before Netflix. Play Knights of the Old Republic while you're watching the show. <laughs> okay, then play Republic Commando while I watch more of the show. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're on a time crunch, though. Who knows when Disney's gonna take it off of Netflix? Oh yeah, because they're gonna launch their own service. Yeah. Yay. That's a different. <laughs> That's another podcast. That's a Disney podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Lego Star Wars is great, and um, like Ryan just said, I mean, it's still going. They came out with The Force Awakens not too long ago, and you know they're going to come out with The Last Jedi You know, here in the, in the near future, too. Like I don't think that, that's going anywhere. Um, and then 2008 into 2010, we have uh, Star Wars The Force Unleashed, an action-adventure game based on Starkiller, who is Vader's Padawan. Um, I love this game. Because it gives you, like, I remember watching previews for it and, like, listening to developers talk about it. And, like, if you want to take down death, like, uh, Star Destroyers with the Force, I was like, yeah, I want that. <laughs> yes, I do. You want to, like, do all this crazy stuff with the Force? I was like, yeah, give it Size to me. Size matters not. Yeah, no, yeah, here's, exactly. like, I, I immediately, when I saw that shot in the trailer, had this conflict of, like, that's a huge use of the Force, and that's dumb. But also, I love it, and I want to do it. <laughs> and also, that's how the Force should be used. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I thought the game was great. Uh, Kate talked about it a little bit at the top of the episode, uh, but I completely agree with everything that she was saying with it. It's not a very long game. Um, I don't think it's entirely difficult either, but mm-hmm. it is a fun game, and I do like the story to it. And if you haven't read the novelization for it, I would recommend go read the novelization for it because it's really good too. I think overall too, like you can go pick them up for really cheap. But the one thing that mm-hmm. I did realize, um, Force Unleashed two. So I played them when I worked at GameStop, and because you would get to take games home and you could rent them out, and I was like, okay, well, I've always wanted to play these, never got the chance, and I took Force the first one home, and I was like, oh my god, this is really good. I played through it once, gave it back, and then got the second one, played through that. And then I just kept re-renting them just so that I could uh, achievement hunt in them. And once you take, if you take the next step of just going beyond the story, which I think the story holds up on its own, it's short, but it's really, really good. And you really feel a connection to the character you're playing as, and you kind of under, you get to understand the Sith more as playing as a Sith Padawan. (laughs) Like it, it, it means a lot more when you play it. And then if you take the next step into the achievement hunting for it, you get a lot more, it, a better appreciation of it. Like I it, actually like just reinstalled this onto my Xbox because they made it backwards compatible. And so yep. I'm like, yep. I need to go play these again. It's time. Yeah. It, the backwards, the backwards compatible, like it, it's a pretty good, uh, they did it pretty well. Cause I, I, when it games for gold and when it came up, I was like, Nope, I need it for backwards compatibility. And it's pretty good. It holds up. For yeah, sure. it's, it, it's like it's one of the reasons my Xbox keeps yelling at me to make space to update Elder Scrolls because I, I don't <laughs> want to get rid of it because I'm going to play it. <laughs> yeah. And so then we move on to 2010s, basically in the present day, and there really isn't a whole lot. I mean, I know we still have like three years left in this kind of like decade, but there really isn't a whole lot of stuff going on in terms of like high power Star Wars games like we had in the previous decade. So the probably biggest one is going to be Star Wars, the old Republic. Um, Cause instead of giving us Star Wars Knights of the old public three, we get an MMO RPG set in the basically the same time of the Knights of the old public game on console. Uh, it's still popular today. People are still playing it. It's gone through basically, you know, paid subscription to free to play, which in some circles seems like it's like death for an MMORPG, but um, I would 
I played it just for the story of aspect of it anyway, just because it gives me back some of those feels of the old the Knights of the Old Republic days. But um, I know Kate's playing it again, and Matt's playing it again, and they seem like they're having a lot of fun with it. I know a few years after it launched, they uh, had a big uh, Revan DLC, and I was like, ah, oh, I might want to get into it just for that. You and me both. That's the only reason why I'm probably going to play with Matt and Kate again. Uh, Kate, uh, Matt and Kate again is for that Revan storyline, <laughs> and after that, probably not touching it again. But um, I, I won't tell him. <laughs> I remember yeah. being super hyped for it, but then like it just wasn't what I expected. Mm-hmm. I think just because it still wasn't as good as the other like top tier MMOs at the time. Like when it came out in 2011, it still wasn't as good as World of Warcraft, and for me, it still wasn't as good of an uh, of an MMO. Star Wars MMO than uh, Star Wars Galaxies. So it just left a little bit to be desired. And then they made it free to play. And I was like, I don't want to pay for this and play World of Warcraft at the same time. So um, here we are today. Yeah. Matt and I started playing like two years ago, two, maybe three now. Yeah. I think maybe three now. Um, and we were both still in grad school at the time. So like we had those long winter breaks. And so what, like he, he had told me, like, Oh yeah, during the winter, all I do is just play. I pick an MMO and I play it nonstop. And so, okay, well, we'll do Star Wars. And we played it on really crappy computers, like laptops that had no business running anything <laughs> like that. Um, it was really bad. I had no texture on like half the characters for the longest time, um, but it was really fun. And then we stopped and we, we've come back now and we've been playing it all week. We played it all day today. Um, if you want our in-game names, let us know and you can come play with us. We, we come be our friends. Um, yeah, I had a similar experience. I actually bought the like big collector's box for it because I was super hyped on this game and I had a friend that wanted to play it. And then back then my laptop wasn't great so like all my settings were turned down to the lowest possible like setting and then when i reinstalled it this week i was like this laptop's a bit better i can bump this up to uh high yeah. why not let's see how this runs the funny thing is though i like everybody with a helmet doesn't have a head in <sighs> my in my game and i don't know if it's my computer because like matt and i have identical computers identical specs and he gets people's heads like on the character so i've i've tried to submit something to uh to to star wars to see if they can do anything about it but i think it's great and it's honestly caused this big existential crisis within me because we're playing dark side now and we played jedi before and i've always been like yeah jedi and then i then you know Soka came along i was like oh I'm probably more like ahsoka like writing right in the middle you know has that that more that little bit of you know understanding that the jedi could be bad and then now playing on the sith side i'm like god damn it I think I'm probably closer to Assange Ventress than anything else. And <laughs> so it's... <laughs> to do what I'm doing, which is join the Sith and play as a light side hero. Ah. Nothing makes sense. Everyone's angry at you all the time. It's great. <laughs> it's actually a really great way to play, Ryan. I like that a lot, actually. <laughs> um, so, and then in 2000, uh, 2012, we have Connect Star Wars, which we have specifically in here because Kate loves it. Kate, yes. I need you to flesh this out because all I know about it is that there's like a dancing mini game. And it's awesome and it's fun. <laughs> and I do that move every time I take a picture with anybody in Star Wars cosplay. Good. And sometimes they get it. A lot of the times they don't. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so like the Star Wars Connect game was, it, it came out and you got it in a bundle automatically if you bought the R2-D2 Xbox. I was working at GameStop at the time, and I showed up first thing in the morning, like, before the store opened, to come in 
to reserve my copy of the R2D2 Xbox 360, like the moment we could on the registers. Um, and I did that, and then I got that game, which I will never get rid of that Xbox. But I got the game, and I've played it once. I played it once, but I love it because I played it once for seven hours straight. Um, and there's actually an <laughs> achievement that if you like beat it all in one sitting. Uh, and it's really easy to do, but like, it's a terrible game if you're going in it for like a good game, but it's a fun connect game. Like you have to do all the motions, like you're fighting with a lightsaber. And I had a couple of friends over while we were doing it. We cleared out the entire living room in my tiny apartment and we just had a blast. Like it's great couch co-op and it's, it's just really fun. And I got to be a Jedi like with my whole body. So that was fun. I mean, it's not the best game, but if, yeah. if you're, if, if you want to get drunk and play a game, and you have a connect still, play this game. It'll be great. Okay. I wasn't drunk when I did it, but yeah. I can see that like making the experience that much better. I get and that. Han dancing is awesome. So anybody <laughs> who craps on that can at me. I don't care. That is the hill I will die on Twitter. That is yeah. the hill I will die on. Is Han dancing better than bearded Han that we get in Battlefront 2? I mm. doubt it. Nah, Han's I dancing. And I get to control uh, uh, him. I will say <laughs> that, that limited edition Xbox with the C3PO controller and the R2 case is one of the best limited editions I've ever seen for a console. It is yeah. unbelievable. And that's when... One, oh, go ahead. That's the one where you, when you try and turn it on, doesn't it make R2 sounds? Yeah, it makes R2 sounds. And it's a different yeah. R2 sound for the on, the off, and the sleep. And then on the back, it actually has the um, the symbol for the droid manufacturer on oh, actual cool. case. And then in the front, when you pull out the disc tray, the lip of the disc tray says, help me, you're my, uh, help me Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. Um it Man, was a ridiculously good. expensive purchase, and I prob like I had a hard time paying rent that month. But well, like, worth it. Would, it was totally worth it, and I will never get rid of it. And it nice. came with a white connect, and it was awesome. Um, it cool. sucks now. Like we had to start using Amazon Fire because it's pretty much dead. But it's mm. great. <laughs> it still makes just, noises. Just go buy a refurb Xbox 360 and swap the guts. It's fine. Ah, this is true. Also, if you actually do want a good, uh, we've been drinking video game experience, just get Mario Kart and blindfold one person while the other person tells them how to drive. Oh, we've no. done this repeatedly, and it's so fun. Oh, no. That sounds really fun. It's a good team-building exercise. Do that, but with um, Star Wars Pod Racer, the pod racing game. Okay. I love that game. <laughs> I'm, can I give you, I'm gonna give you guys a hot tip on that game, and I'm, I don't know how I figured this out, but the best thing you can do in that game when the light turns green and you can go, hit it in reverse, and then go straight, and that counts as a lap. Oh. Oh my god. Alex is a big cheater. I know. My, my brother and I found that out on accident, and then we, like, the first time we did it, we were like, well, crap, we're never going to be able to set the record for lap time on this because it set at, like, 1.3 seconds. <laughs> and it was just, up. one of us wasn't paying attention and hit reverse instead of forward, and then when we went forward, it was like, lap two. Is it weird like that, that now every time you mention pod racing, I'm just thinking of like a Need for Speed game now, but with pod race with like honestly, I want another pod racing game because and... I feel like that one had a lot of room for improvement, but still made me love it. <laughs> but yeah, custom like paint it. jobs, build out your engines however you want, like a little bit of Nas. 
Yeah, it's so good. I would I would play that game so much. Uh, and the reason why you're not going to get that is kind of my next game that's never going to come out. Okay. Uh, is in 2013 we got word that we were going to get Star Wars 1313 which was basically going to revolve around Boba Fett in his early adulthood navigating the scum civilization in Coruscant at mm-hmm. the level known as 1313 um but then Disney took hold of Star Wars and then just crapped on all of the licensing for the video games um and that's kind of like why we don't really have that many Star Wars video games right now is because yeah. Disney just like didn't renew licenses and stuff like that. So we're just like in a very like licensed lull. Um, and because of that, they decided to go with EA. And then we get Star Wars Battlefront 1, which is terrible. So bad. I love it. I hate I will, Star Wars I will Battlefront fight 1. you guys on this. Uh, I will, I will, is that your hill, Ryan? <laughs> that is I will drive hill. over to where you're at and fight you for that battlefield with a Star oh, Wars skin on it. I will, on I will film it and put it on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> no, I I honestly think that Battlefront was one of the best looking games of like when it came out. Like that game captures the sound and like look of Star Wars. Yeah, How that's fine. That it just wasn't that? a Battlefront game. No, it, it was a what was it? A Battlefield game with a you know Star Wars cover on it. Yeah, yeah that, it, that's exactly worked. why I hated it with a hundred and ten dollar price tag. Yeah. For the full yeah. Game, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Terrible. I hated it. I didn't like it. I had a friend who got it. I played a little bit of it. like this is cool, but this is also just battlefield. This uh, is so where's my Galactic Conquest at? Where's my Galactic Conquest at? I got it and then I had nobody to play with, so that was like a bad experience in and of itself because I got it like probably at the tail end. Mm-hmm. Um and then just playing it like I've I'm just really soured on shooters for so many reasons and so I was like this is not what I expected this is too much of the stuff that I left behind and refuse to buy now yeah I can feel that uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 I in my opinion is a more Battlefront game than the one in t- 2015 because you kind of do go back to some of the stuff that made Battlefront 1 and Battlefront 2 in the early 2000s, like the games that they were, you know, like ship combat and a campaign. Yeah. Things like that. Um, I played through the campaign. I love the campaign. Uh, it's a great extension off of the of the uh, Infernal Squad book that just came out recently. Um, have you guys played it at all, Alex and Ryan? I've beat the entire campaign and I've put in quite a few hours into the multiplayer. I did the beta and I watched Ryan play parts of the campaign. I've watched it on Twitch, if that counts. Yeah. I like it. it. I, I have it. i just probably not going to touch it until The Last Jedi is, oh, is, absolutely. is done with, because I'm not going to risk anything there. But uh, it, it's enjoyable for me. It's a different... It's It reminds me a little bit of my childhood. Like, there's stuff that's definitely wrong with it, i.e. progression being terrible, my, yeah, the, the, trying to take my money. box discussion up again in a major way. Yeah. I will say this too, like I think at least when it was first released, the whole issue with pay to win 
type mm-hmm. type things. Like I think that it was the culmination of having a company like Disney that is as money hungry as it is, and having a company like EA who is as money hungry <laughs> as it is. Like that was the perfect storm for that entire mess. Well, it yeah. also came right off of EA canceling the Visceral game, which was supposed to be you know a narrative like driven game and so yeah. you got this and then you got a pay to win model game mm-hmm. and it was just like oh man yay you are just killing the star wars brand for us yeah, yeah. i'm glad I, I am glad i picked it up though i kind of bit the bullet and you know and, and got it just because i really wanted to play through that campaign and mm-hmm. i actually did play with one of my buddies not too long ago where we were we, we did like the hero versus villains battle and it's so much more fun when you're playing with somebody i think that that yeah. game because uh, you're, it's kind of going back like like you said um, earlier, Ryan. You get to do the strategic battling. It's not just you anymore. Like you get to go back and you know do some flanking maneuvers and things like that. So it's it's not as good as it could be, but I think it's it's just where we're at mm-hmm. um, in terms of Star Wars games. And that's kind of really where we're at in terms of like the so, history of the Star Wars games. That's, so that's I'm gonna say at. what all DCEU fans say and say that it's progress. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I see your point. Yeah, give me back my Star Wars thirteen thirteen. I was so hyped for that, and then they just killed my dreams and yeah. my soul. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what Disney does with EA um, because of canceling Visceral's game and then having this whole problem with the like news about Battlefront. And I'm like, are you just going to take away the license from EA? Can we finally give it to someone who's going to yeah, treat it? Better? I know. I know Reddit had a huge petition to like get Disney to take it away from EA. I hope they do because they're just not a good company, and I'm tired well, of seeing I, them. Yeah, because like one of the things that I see that like selling something to somebody like an EA or an Activision is you're going to get something that's pumped out without a lot of care put into it, and that's yeah. just that's yeah. What's yeah gonna it's with interesting because uh, Insomniac is also handling the Spider-Man game, and it looks like they're taking a it looks ton beautiful. of care with that. And so yeah. if Disney sees, you know, that being handled with such care and then Star Wars just kind of being, you know, crapped on. Hopefully that makes them reconsider this deal that they have with EA. Yeah, definitely. But also, I I think, I don't know how much it will because that Spider-Man game is controlled by Sony. So they're Mm -hmm. like, that money's not going to Disney. So it's not really going to like affect them that much. Same thing with the new Sony Pictures movie and the... um, Will Marvel really not get any of that? I mean, they'll get a small cut, but n- yeah. they're not going to feel the impact. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's like it, they're not lining their pockets with that money like they did with Homecoming. So, like that's the only thing. Like they'll see it, but will they actually take it into consideration? Because I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I guess I'm just like kind of pessimistic because I've learned that being optimistic gets your heart crushed <laughs> with these companies. Welcome to 2017. Yes, right. <laughs> accurate. Um, but I mean. In, in, in the great world, hopefully they'll see that. And I hope that, like, sorry. So let's get into some discussion about but why those, because that's why we are here. Uh, so one of the biggest reasons why I love Star Wars games and why I've played them since I was a kid and why I continue to play them now is that just like the, um, the Legends material and the new canon material books give you things from the Star Wars universe that you're never going to see on screen, the games did that for me as well. Um, and if you look at all of the popular Star Wars games, they're all like mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, the Revan storyline is one of my favorite storylines ever. I hope I see that on the big screen, or at least even like on my TV um, for this new live action show that's coming out. Please give that to me. I will watch. I will pay. I will pay your subscription <laughs> service, Disney, if you give yeah. me a Revan storyline. 
Um, do you have any favorite storylines that you guys have like played through through these Star Wars games that like really stick out to you as being like, yes, I'm glad I played through that because of the story? I personally love uh, Shadows of the Empire because I wanted that like no or like that in between information of what happened because you get Luke at the end of Empire being like you know not a good Jedi, but by the time Return of the Jedi comes around, he's a Jedi Master, and so it's like, well, what kind of happened here? Why, how much time has passed and why haven't you guys gone to rescue Han earlier? And so you get to see what everyone was doing up until then. And you introduce a few new characters and you actually go to Coruscant and it's like, yeah, this is cool. I really like this story. Yeah. I like that too, uh, because you could read about it, but it's a whole, I think it's a whole nother thing to actually play through it. Like you, I, I don't know if, I don't know if it's like a, like a mental thing or if it's like, just makes it more visceral for me. But like, when I'm playing through these characters, I feel like I'm actually doing something. I'm doing my part to stop the empire. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the big thing about like Knights of the Old Republic is like, it puts you into being a Jedi and going through that and you get to make your choices. And it's like, Oh, I actually feel like I'm a Jedi who can influence the world that I'm in. This is cool. This is something that the movies don't actually give me the experience of playing as a Jedi. Yeah. And you can get that across just so many different games. Like you get that across, you know, um, the Jedi Academy books, uh, our uh, games, the Obi-Wan game, um, basically anything that's RPG attached to it for Star Wars games. You kind of get that feeling, I think, throughout them. Some of them are better than others, but you definitely get that. And even now with the the Old Republic, you kind of you kind of get to dictate somewhat stuff that goes on in your world. Um, maybe not to the same extent, just because the uh, MMORPG realm is kind of hard for you to do that stuff in, but you still kind of get that even to this day with with those games um, in the RPG realm. Uh, you have anything else uh, for you, Kate, for the Force of Leash? Because I know that you said that was like your big one. Do you have? Yeah, any other... no. Like I would say that Star Killer is hands down one of my favorite characters in the Star Wars universe. Like I, I love him. I it's love such him a so tragic much. story. Yeah, it it breaks my heart and. He, it, I didn't know, like, this is, I would say that the Force Unleashed in Planets and it's probably like the first time that I actually start looking at the other side to the Empire or like the other t- side to the mm-hmm. Sith and like seeing them more as human characters versus what you get in the movies. Because if, you, if you've listened to our books episode, I haven't read any of the books other than the novelizations of the movies. So for me to get in at, like, get into that play and to get to actually be on that side of the coin it ha- makes me have an appreciation um for that sure. i think was key into having an appreciation for a character like asajj ventress in the clone wars um show and then like just in general i'm really loving this playthrough of uh with uh, star wars the old republic the free to play is extremely restrictive yep. but i really love getting to make these dark side choices but knowing that like seeing that the light side choice actually sounded like a dark side choice like killing this dude was probably the light side choice and letting him rot in prison was the dark side choice like it that that's giving me hmm. a big ex- existential crisis like i said earlier so yeah for sure <laughs> yeah and i think uh i would add on to with uh force unleashed i think one of my favorite things that came out of that and spoiler for that game is the idea that the emperor started the rebellion himself kind of by accident yeah. And like when you get to that revelation where he's like, oh, I'll just draw out everyone who opposes me and doesn't think how that could possibly go wrong. Yeah. Uh, and I, like, I really loved that. I mean, the emperor is overconfident. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, station is fully functional. I'm yeah, cool and like I, yeah, I loved that. Uh, I think that the game that I would love to see more of, and that I guess I technically will, is actually the Obi One game, only because I loved spending more time with that character. I think that in the prequel trilogy, he was for me the most interesting part of it, and the idea of this guy who honestly is kind of just caught in the middle of something that destroys an entire culture. Like it's just like his his mentor found some kid in the desert. And was like, we got to teach him. We got to make this happen. And he was like a kid at the time, essentially himself. Like he was like, what, early 20s maybe? Yeah. And gets roped into it. And I'm like, man, like going through like who he was as a person and seeing him play out different scenarios and kind of building up to that moment is like, this is cool and very interesting. And the movies don't do enough with him. Man, I want you Which to is watch. why you need to watch Clone Wars. I know, I know. It's because I'll get so much And he has the same choices to make that Anakin does. He just goes about it a different way. Right. And I so just like, watched it, like the Mandalore arc like the first time yes. on there. And I was just like, yeah, Alex, this this is great. This needs to be in the movies. And it's yeah. just, it's not explained. Yeah, he does, he's such a good character. He should have been the main focus of the prequel trilogy. And yeah, I'm excited for his solo movie. I also think just because I haven't played any of them, and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I've seen just reading up on some of these games, female characters seem to be central to a lot of them. Um, Knights of the Old Republic for sure is. Okay. Uh, they have just as big a hand as the guys in in, okay. in the series. I don't want to spoil anything for Alex because he hasn't played it. And I think it's just that good. I, I don't care that it's been out for you know forever. <laughs> I appreciate uh, that. But you know the female characters in that in the, those two games are phenomenal. Yeah, like, which I, I think is spoil Bioshock for one of our co-hosts. It's like you just you need to. I will never spoil yeah. Bioshock for anybody. Yeah, no. right. yeah, yeah. Same thing with Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, you're you're right on it, Kate. Uh, they yeah. they do a great job of representation, kind of like how we talked about in our books episode. I keep bringing exactly. it up. But, like the parallels are just are just so um, uncanny that it's kind of like hard not to mention them, but. Like you have representation in the games that we don't have in the movies yet or quite yet, mm-hmm. um, which I think is another big part of you know why these games matter because you're again characters you're never going to see storylines you're never going to see in the movies or on the small screen um, you get right there in the game so it's out there if you really really want to want to have it and you can get it in a variety of different styles of games which I think is my next but why though um, there are a wide ranging ver- variety of ways to experience these games that we've mentioned mm-hmm. because not all the games that we've mentioned today are um of the same make so you have star wars mmos rpgs fps's rts's racing games fighting games uh there are ports in steam for virtual reality which i played uh and it was amazing i felt like i was like legit jedi playing star wars vr like literally six months ago um do you have um from from your guys' perspective? Do you have any like favorite style to play the the video games in the Star Wars universe, or do you just want it outside of wanting another pod racing game with Vin Diesel and The Rock and Tyrese? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm one of those guys that really just wanted uh, Knights of the Old Republic three, and I know that I'm never going to get it, but I would love to see a return to a like RPG because I love RPGs so much, and I think that those allow for a lot of like player choice and unique narrative like settings and that means so much to me in a game and in the star wars universe yeah i think my my preference for the games is anything that expands on the stories of people who aren't central characters uh in in a weird way because i like the idea of of building the universe out and you know kind of like what rogue one did of like 
well, let's look at the people who weren't front and center in this and the people who were kind of a little bit more off to the side. Like the fact that Cassian's jacket is essentially a slightly different version of Han's jacket from Empire is like, oh, suddenly this universe feels a lot smaller that these two dudes who have never met have the same coat. And it's like a small, small detail, but it's like, that actually says a lot. Like that tells you maybe what the rebellion's resources are like. If they're like, well, we raided this one factory. These are the only jackets we have. Good luck. (laughs) Uh, So like details. Exactly. So like little (laughs) details like that where I'm like, oh, that was small, but like it made this feel that much more real. So when you get games like Republic Commando, that's like, yeah, you're going to follow four clone soldiers through their campaign of this war. Like, that's awesome. I love that kind of game. And I want more of that, I think, more than I would want to play as Luke again. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah, I think for me, it's going to come down to the MMO or the RPG, personally, just because those are the games that I'm drawn to. One, because I love creating characters and I love playing a character that I've made most of the time in my own likeness. But when something like Star Wars, I'm going to make an alien. Um, (laughs) I bought the Targuda race for this this playthrough of Swatter. But um, just overall, I like a type of immersion that I think you can only get from RPGs choices and MMOs like it I, that. So that, that for me is always going to take the cake, but I completely agree, Alex. I think the the idea of exploring something that we don't have a whole, like how many hours of movie on is yeah. something that's, you know, definitely a, a great area for the games to hopefully uh, explore once they figure out those licensing things. Yeah. It's just, yeah. When I look at the movies, it reminds me of, I saw, Somebody posted a while back a fake newspaper that had a picture of a couple of the Skywalkers and the headline just said, like, everything a goddamn ordeal for local family. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought about it, I was like, that kind of is what the movies are, is like, it is just this one family constantly ruining everything for everyone. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for me personally, like, um, I love the RPG aspect, of course, but after playing Star Wars in VR, I need VR technology to take off so I can do everything you just said, but as myself in VR. Like, I will need I need to make choices of sen- of to, of how to send someone to jail, but like in the VR world, or kill them. I need that in my life. I mean, I'm just gonna say that if you play Star Wars Connect, it's not VR, but you do no, get to use your whole that. body for it, and it's no. awesome. No, 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 not not like on the Vive. It was it was too real, too real. I felt like I was really there, touching R two D two. Um, so for kind of like my last, but why then? We've kind of touched on this a little bit throughout um the the episode today, but I think another reason why these games matter so much and why people are so upset that we're not getting better Star Wars games now is that they just age really well. Like we have Star Wars games that are getting remastered. Um, you can get many of like the greatest Star Wars games that are out there on your cell phones now. Um, so why can't we get better games, you know, um, on our forefront? So if you go look at IGN's top 100 video games, Star Wars games have three uh, in that top 100. Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast, which is phenomenal, is number 55. Jedi uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is number 31. And Star Wars TIE Fighter is number 23. So uh, mm-hmm. these games are all great. Uh, I haven't played Star Wars TIE Fighter in years. But, you know, like Ryan said earlier, like he played through uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight. I play through Knights of the Old Republic on a daily ba- like on a yearly basis. And here Alex is going through it as well. So these mm-hmm. games do age incredibly well. And these stories aren't 
going anywhere since especially like for these ones where they're not telling these stories really anywhere else but the games like you're not really getting this story of Knights of the Old Republic in any kind of like video form at all so you're only going to get it in your video games yeah um and then so you're also getting some of like the remasters of some of the older games so like i was mentioning earlier uh super star wars star wars bounty hunter star wars jedi starfighter uh star wars um racer avenger all got remastered on the ps4 a few years ago so you can go back and play some of those old um early 90s games even to this day with a little bit better and we're also getting lots of backwards compatibility now so if you want to play um the force unleashed on your X- xbox one your xbox one x you can definitely do it now because they care so much about these games so let us keep playing them even to this day um when was the last time you guys i know ryan said earlier that you you've gone back and you've played um a few of the star wars games throughout the years kate do you yeah. go back and play the force unleashed at all I have before. I think right before The Force Awakens, I replayed through uh, The Force Unleashed. And then I actually, I think I actually played through it when they announced The Force Awakens, like when they finally got a date. And then I played through it once and then I played through it again right before. And it's, I just found like I just kept playing it. I haven't played it since then, but I would say that I played it one week of one month and then a month and a half later I played it again. <laughs> um <laughs> so like it it's just fun except when you realize that you're killing wookies and it makes my heart sad. Yeah. But <laughs> How do you feel how do you feel it holds up compared to like, you know, is it is it like a pure nostalgia thing or do you just really enjoy still playing it? I really enjoy still playing it. I think it holds up really well. I think graphic wise, it holds up really well. And I also want to point out too, like since I played it, like I played it when it was like $10 at GameStop for the first one. And the other, like Force Unleashed 2, like kind of had a constant price of about, I think it was like 19, which 1999, which was, which is pretty high for a used game that old. But I played it after these graphics weren't like, it wasn't the cutting edge thing that it was like at the time that it came out or whatever. And I thought they were good then and I think they're good now still. I would I can't wait to play through the backwards compatible one uh to see, you know, see how it looks now, but I think it holds up incredibly well because I do think the Star Killer story is just a really great one. Um and mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for a good story and I think a good story can carry a lot of bad graphics or bad cinematography if it's a movie through a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I have an external drive on my Xbox so that I can have both of the Lego, like Star Wars games, both of the Force Unleashed games, and the Old Republic all on my Xbox. So that if I want to play any of them, I can just click on it and start it up. I like that. I have Knights of the Old Republic on my phone. (laughs) Perfect. You too can have it for on your phone for like two dollars on like either of the app stores so nice yeah uh, that's been my big problem is like i'll go on steam when they have a sale and i'm like oh i can pick up battlefront 2 for two dollars i can pick up knights of the old republic for two dollars i can pick up republic commando for and it's like yeah why not like i will get all of these games and even if i'm not playing through them right now i will play through them yeah um, and they're not, i don't think i don't think they're gonna age but age poorly like they're still gonna be good now uh my kids i'm my kids are playing uh republic commando for sure in you know 10 years or so they're they're playing it because it's that good i think this also really points to like why we decided to do a little mini series on the extra parts of the star wars franchise because just like star wars holds up now a lot of the content around it does too 
Um, and you do want to go back and get more of this giant universe. Yeah. I mean, and for me, that's really, that's really it. Like this is a short to the point kind of episode. Like if you want more star Wars and you're, you know, you know, if you have some worries about if you're, if these games hold up, if you're going to care about the story arcs, um, I can tell you right now, if you go play through Knights Star Wars Knights of the Little Republic and you don't feel something, if you're not excited playing that, I don't, I don't want to talk to you because <laughs> that's how good that game is. Um, yeah, that's all I got, Kate. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> you can cut this out, but I'm sick and dying, so okay. I don't know what else to say. Okay, no, I think, I think just um, we'll we'll do this last question. So, where do you guys want? The, or do we kind of cover that? Yeah, early? we kind of covered it. Uh, yeah. yeah, we kind of okay. covered it through our conversation. Okay. That's why I, I just kind of left it there in case you were like we're running short. But because okay. my last question was going to be, um, what do you guys want to see next for the Star Wars video games? But we've kind of covered out that through the episode, yeah. to be honest. So, yeah. so I guess. Huh? I said, get it away from EA. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's so. go with let's go with um, if you. So we'll wrap this up by just kind of kind of how we did with the, the books episode that we had. If you can give someone who's never played a Star Wars video game a game to go play to kind of like get them into a lot of the things that we've talked about, if some a game that can kind of encompass everything that we've talked about, what would that game be? And uh, we'll start with Alex. Yeah, I think part of it would just have to depend on what kind of game they like. But if somebody is even like sort of on board with shooters, like the original Battlefront series, those two games are like, go play this because it is a classic shooter, but it has a lot of Star Wars flavor. There's the addition of Jedis and heroes and all that stuff. And the way that the objectives are designed and everything, it's like, yeah, this is just a great game to get you at least interested in the idea of playing a video game in the Star Wars universe. What about you, Ryan? Uh, For me, yeah, it's definitely going to have to be Knights of the Old Republic because you have... All the like major themes that you'll see throughout like Star Wars, the rule of two with the uh, Sith, but you don't have any of the characters and you don't need any of the backstory. It's all presented to you in a nice, like tight story with just the best like twists and turns in it. And I love everything about this and all the supporting cast. And so if you like Star Wars and you want more about the world, but you don't want to like dive completely into the expanded universe and try and figure out how characters are all interconnected. I'd say start with the Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, Kate, I think I know your answer. Star Wars Connect. (laughs) Well, actually, yes. Get drunk and play that. It's awesome. Uh, But I've been talking about him the entire episode. You have to get some Starkiller in your life. Um, He's just great. And if you don't think so, you can fight me on Twitter. I enjoy Twitter fights. Come at me. Um, <laughs> when you go back to Kashyyyk, it, like, it, it breaks me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I would say definitely pick it up. Um, it's really cheap. So if you have a 360, go spend $5 at a GameStop and grab it or get or it reversed. Xbox One, you can play it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think just... I think all of those answers would be my answers as well. Uh, but to give one that's different, I would just say go pick up the uh, Lego Star Wars series. Because oh, yeah. that'll yeah. give you a lot of the things that we've talked about. And it's super easy. You can play it with your kids. You can play it with your significant others. You can play it with your dog, most likely. Like, you know, <laughs> the second player really doesn't have to do all that much. You, you tape the Wii <laughs> Remote to his tail. It's fine. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, just because it kind of gives you a little bit of backstory, some humor stuff, and you can go, you know, achievement hunting with it. So it's pretty, pretty accessible. And I'm pretty sure you can find it pretty cheap somewhere uh, some, for some of the older series for sure. Yeah. Yeah, those are all great choices, guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, my my friend's son just turned six, and so I got him the Lego Star Wars Saga on Wii for like $5. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, there That's you go. Awesome. Yeah. See? Great games and effect and cost-effective. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Before so, EA Star Wars. <laughs> so, last thoughts? Uh, I don't that's, know if I mean, yeah, I mean, I think we've we've covered a whole bunch in yeah. very very efficiently, a lot more efficiently than I thought. Uh, to be honest, with four people who like Star Wars, y'all y'all <laughs> great. Um, I love Star Wars games. I'm going to keep playing. I, like I said before, I've played them since I was a kid. I'm going to keep playing them now. Um, I will go. I will always go back and replay some of these games. And I'm hoping that the future is brighter if Disney decides to take EA out of my Star Wars games because it's not working. Um, like I said before, we had a, basically a decade full of great Star Wars games, and we have basically an MMO right now in this yeah. decade. I don't think that's very cool. Yeah, we definitely got to get more. It's Star Wars is a universe that I have loved since I first saw A New Hope, and being for then like finding out that there are video games set in that universe that I can play, like game over. Like I was so on board with that from the start, and yeah i mean like they for me it's like they matter because it's just this incredible shared space that people have yeah the movies definitely like got me excited and i kind of fell in love with that universe and then like there was toys involved and then being a gamer i got to play all these like great stories and for me that was like oh i love everything about star wars not Mm -hmm. just the movies it's this entire expanded universe and these characters that you've created they're all wonderful and I want to learn more about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, a great point, right? I think for me, actually, the more even thinking about it, I really want a new fighter for Star Wars. Just because the thing that annoyed me was in Soul Calibur 4, you could customize your characters, okay. but you only had the care you only had Yoda, Starkiller, and Vader in there, and you didn't actually get their fighting style, so you couldn't use a saber. And that was something that pissed me off so much. <laughs> and so I kind of would really like to see a fighter. Um, it's probably pointless. Like there won't be a story or anything like that, but I think it would be really fun because I really want, like, I want to fight as Mace Windu really bad. (laughs) So, um, but I think for me, like overall, I think this, this little, this, ah, the Star Wars special that we have is really showing that they showing me that there's a lot in the world that I need to start sinking my teeth into because this is the stuff that I live for when it comes to games and books and everything. And there's just so much content out there. I'm pretty sure if you throw a dart at a wall, you'll find one piece of Star Wars that isn't mm-hmm. movie sets for you. Yeah, why don't we have Thrawn in a game? <gasps> he's in um technically he's in what? Um uh I wrote it down somewhere when I was going through this and I totally forgot what he's he comes out in. He comes out in one of like the early games, like Okay. Uh oh, what is it? Is it that PlayStation one that I'm not gonna try the name of? No, <laughs> it's not it's not uh the Terakazi. I think it's man, I wanna say it's like I think it's either like TIE Fighter or or X Wing. I think he comes out. 
he comes he comes out in it. But you're right, we do need a game where he's like a full fledged character. I just have like a battle between Asajj and Phasma in my head for the fighter game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if I can get a great Dragon Ball Z fighter game, you can get a good Star Wars game. I agree. See, in my head, it was like a Moss Eisley tavern brawler where it's like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> just like, Does he always lose his arm? Oh, he starts off with one arm. <laughs> Actually, I have it being Tao Fang, um, Enter the Lotus, which was this really obscure Xbox fighter that the entire environment was completely. Um, uh, was you could break everything that you were in, and then your limbs actually stopped working the longer you got hit in them. Oh, uh, that's cool. So, yeah. I mean, I like it also idea. did this weird clothes-ripping thing, which we can leave out, but, like, the other mechanics yeah. we can keep in. <laughs> yeah. And actually, not to, not to drag this episode out, but I just remembered, the dream game that I would want is, I think, kind of what they were conceptualizing doing with Battlefront 2 before they got told to do something different, which is more like an Overwatch-style game where it's about team comp and, the uh, and like, that kind of thing. Like, that's what I would be into, where it's like, oh, yeah, like, you need healers and tanks and all that and, like, a force user but not too many. And, like, I would, I would play so much of that game. I would definitely play a Overwatch or, like, that style, like, Team Fortress-style yeah. Star Wars game over, yeah. like, another, you know, Call of Duty Battlefield yeah. kind of Especially, skin. Think, think of the costumes. Yeah. Think of all yeah. the skins you can unlock. Yeah, that'd be great. All the money I would spend on crates. Yeah. Right. Just to get like helmetless Vader or something like yes. that. <laughs> I like that. Or uh, go skin. Tank Vader. When he's in it when he's like in the healing tank. Just just <laughs> that. Yeah. All I'm getting out of this episode is that Alex needs to send all of these ideas to Disney and we need to get yeah. them. Just start going like, letters about, like here's all the games that you need to make. I have good ideas. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, thank you all so much for being on this episode. If you want to tell everybody listening where they can find you guys, yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Most Always Alex. You can find our podcast on Twitter at Game Boys Co-op. Yeah, you should know this. Yeah, Game Boys Co-op. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and then my other podcast is WWTA Cast, and that's just a pop culture podcast that is more similar to But Why Though. Uh, yeah, that's all the places. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at RPCappy, and you can find me uh, on Goombastomp.com, where I have another podcast that's all about the Dark Souls franchise, and you'll occasionally find me writing there. Awesome. Thank you guys for being on here with us again. It was a blast. And for you listening, you can find the podcast. Uh, oh my God. I always fuck this up. <laughs> you can find us at But Why Though PC on Instagram, Twitter, on Facebook, facebook.com slash But Why Though PC. And you can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash but why though PC as well? I finally fixed the URL, guys. We're searchable now. <laughs> and you can find me at oh my Mithrandir on Instagram and Twitter. My Instagram is pretty much just my dog. So <laughs> there you go. Adrian? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at SuperReese93, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-I-Z 93. I also apologize if I've sound nasally this whole episode. I also didn't realize that I didn't preface this by... I think I'm getting a cold. So sorry if I sound funny. Our listeners out there still love you. <laughs> so final question. 
what is y'all's exit music going to be? That Star Wars rap from that animated YouTube video. <laughs> oh, wait, you what? are my favorite people on the planet That's... right now. <laughs> I mentioned this yesterday and you shot me down, though. That's because you started actually singing it. What? Wait, what you are my favorite people on the planet. Have you what never seen this? it? It's so good. I'm going to find it and I'm going to link it in the thing. All I know is the only YouTube video I have for Star Wars that gets stuck in my head is the Seagull song, which is the bad, the bad lip reading one. Oh, no, this isn't that. This is okay. somebody wrote a whole rap song about the Star Wars universe and then someone animated it. Oh, I just slice off my hand. 